Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today we're going to talk about something that's a little bit different from what we normally talk about. We're not going to talk about marketing. We're not going to talk about social media. We're not going to talk about how to write a book, all those various things. We're going to talk about how to make... Isn't that what we're all here for? I love it when I get to play with my toys. Um, and But we're talking about how to make money by investing in real estate. And, you know, this is, is going to be such a cool thing because, to be honest, folks, I'm totally clueless in this. So this makes this really fun because I get to learn along with you guys. So please join me in welcoming today's expert, Abby Golar, to our program. Welcome, Abby. How are you? I'm so, so, so excited to be here, Deb. Thank you for having me. You know, this really is going to be so much fun. But more importantly, I think we're going to learn so much, which is, of course, the, the important thing. But before we get going, let me tell people a little bit about you. So Abi Golar discovered his entrepreneurial nature in high school, repairing and renovating computers. He earned his bachelor's in electrical engineering from the University of Michigan. During his time at Michigan, he read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it spurred his interest in real estate investing. Abi encountered many epic failures in business and investing. It took him years of mentorship, moving around the country, and near successes before he triumphed. Abby found success not from finding the right strategy, but from finding the right attitude. He is now a successful investor in single-family developments and multifamily apartment complexes. He has also been able to build several successful businesses from the ground up. Abby enjoys talking about entrepreneurship and real estate investing as the host of the nationally syndicated radio show, Think Realty Radio, on the Wall Street Radio Network and his own regular podcast on iTunes, Real Estate Deal Talk. So again, Abby, welcome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. This is going to be so much fun. I'm, it I can't is, wait. It is. <laughs> so, you know, of course, you know, let's let's step back just a little bit. So you're, you know, you had f- failures, you had near successes, real estate investing. What made you decide that real estate investing was going to be the thing for you? You know, I used to read a lot of books when I was growing up, and mm-hmm. I st- I read the, boy, I mean, I read everything from Robert Kiyosaki to Peter Lynch to investing in stocks and having the right attitude and self-empowerment, self-improvement, real estate investing, mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, every book that I read about wealthy people... Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about those that are financially wealthy. Uh, there's there's a totally different arena for those that have the right mindset, which right. I would love to get into. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of talking about that more of that financial piece. Mm-hmm. And they right. said in these books, and they constantly repeated over and over and over and over again that they had one thing in common. It didn't matter if they made their money in tech. It didn't matter if they made their money in oil. Everybody had real estate in their portfolio. Hmm. And as a student at Michigan, I thought to myself, well, you know, gee whiz, don't get me wrong, I like engineering, I like playing with my hands and technology Mm -hmm. and getting Mm -hmm. dirty with hardware, 
but is this really the end all be all for me? Right. I happened to discover that I had a personality in college. So I'm like, wait a minute, let me start networking with a couple of people and see mm-hmm. if my hypothesis is true that outside of these gigantic people that had real estate investments in their portfolio and then as a part of their life, did regular people have the same thing? And I discovered right. that was absolutely the case. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think you you hit on it right there is so many of us think, well, that sounds really cool, sounds very interesting, but I don't have thousands and thousands of dollars just sitting around doing absolutely nothing. Um, you know, and, and so, because that is kind of the impression that you have to be the Warren Buffetts of the world, you know, that, and, and to be honest, I mean, you know, Donald Trump, I mean, he's a real estate investor, politics aside. And, you know, people like that, you know, they're the, the millionaires, the billionaires, and you discover that regular people can actually be uh, very successful in real estate investing. They absolutely can. And I think with the right mindset, with the right network, and with the right understanding of who you are as a real estate investor, mm-hmm. more specifically your investment personality, mm-hmm. there's a lot that you can do. And I say it all the time. It's, it's, it's so funny to me. You can have a small business. You can be an entrepreneur. You can be a college student. You can be a full-time mom. You can be a full-time working mom. You can be a full-time working dad. You can have so many things going on in your life. But if you neglect this part, if you neglect this small little piece, it can have so many ramifications down the road. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Now, what do you mean when you say real estate personality? Great question. So for me, I look at it like the types of TV shows that I'd like to watch. Okay. You know, when I was growing up, I used to love Star Trek. Star Trek Voyager was my thing. Like I knew <gasps> yes. everything about it. You know what I mean? I know. It, See, we, it, we, we need to digress just here for a minute. I discovered <laughs> that you live in Atlanta and now you're a Star Trek fan. Okay, we're having coffee soon. Okay. Oh, okay. totally. Back to, my, back to your personality. <laughs> my new favorite program is on CBS All Access, the Star Trek Discovery, and I've just been binge watching it. It's the best thing in the I world. Know. But I love it. I love it. Right? Mm -hmm. So going back to the Star Trek thing. So I loved Star Trek. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I can kind of be like these people. They're discovering new worlds. They're Mm -hmm. discovering all of these things. And I like the adventure of it all. But you know what? My mom and dad, they loved Wheel of Fortune. Like if there was one thing that I knew on the Mm -hmm. four TV channels that I had growing up was it was the one hour news. Mm -hmm. The last 15 minutes was sports. I loved the sports. Then Ooh. I had, yeah, wow. then I had Wheel of Fortune, Fortune, then I had Jeopardy, and mm-hmm. then I had Star Trek. Right. And I feel like if you can categorize yourself or, you, or if you can identify with one of these TV programs, okay. or maybe let's make it a little bit more relevant, like Lost, mm-hmm. for example. And if you really like Lost, that you might be a little bit more adventurous. You might want to consider building a real estate flipping business. If you're a little bit more conservative and you think to yourself, well, you know what? I like Wheel of Fortune because I know it's predictable. I know what's going to happen in the first mm-hmm. five minutes. I know what's going to happen at the, in the last five minutes. Mm-hmm. Then you know what? Maybe passive investing in real estate, maybe like a single family rental, mm-hmm. for example, is right up your alley. And there's so many folks now that real estate is so hot and it's a hot topic again. There's so many people out there that will say, hey, you know what, Deb, you must invest in this or you must do this or you must pay me $50,000 for a Furbus boot camp tour of Atlanta mm-hmm. 
and I'm going to teach you everything you need to know about real estate investing. Don't mm-hmm. fall into that trap. It's no. so easy mm-hmm. to find the right influencers in your own backyard and mm-hmm. learn about yourself and then get on that right path. Right. You know, and it is about starting small. I mean, you know, we're not talking about buying a subdivision or, you know, a, an entire apartment complex or, or something like that. And, and obviously we're talking, you know, residential as opposed to commercial and commercial is a totally different, different thing. Um, you know, different type of risk, different type of investments, all those various things. And that's kind of, you know, part of that personality, I'm assuming. Um, but, you know, how it just give us kind of a ballpark. If somebody like me says, OK, Abby. How much do I need to get started in this? So there are so many ways to answer that. Yeah, I know there's, and and of course there's so many variables. So, so I'm, I am a risk taker, but not extremely risky. So, you know, that's, that's kind of the, um, I, I'm, I am the, I'm the, 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 the captain on Voyager, you know, I'm like, okay, we got our rules we have to follow, but we're still going to be a little bit risky. For sure. So there's something called wholesaling real estate mm-hmm. that if you're just interested and you're like, hey, you know what? I, I, I'll i stay up until one o'clock in the morning and watch those TV shows where they flip those houses mm-hmm. and get kind of involved in the emotion of that. But I also want to try it out. One of the biggest things that I would recommend anybody to do is to wholesale real estate. Essentially, it gives you the ability to network with industry professionals, Mm -hmm. get your name out there, let folks know that, hey, I'm new, I'm just starting out, and I want to get involved, and I want to learn a little bit about my market, about the amount of money I need to get started in investing in real estate, and the types of people that I need on my team, because Mm -hmm. real estate is a team sport. Right. The more people that you have on your team... And the more qualified these people are, the better you're going to do. Mm -hmm. That's why wholesaling real estate is not a new concept. It's not even something that I've invented. It's something that's been around forever. Essentially, what it is, is let's say, Deb, you're selling a house. And I'm somebody that says, you know what, Deb, I understand you're selling your house. Let me see if I can buy your house. Okay. We negotiate a price. We sign a contract, a purchase and sale agreement that says Deb agrees to sell Abby her home for Mm $200,000. Let's say that, uh, you know, I might not be interested necessarily in buying the house for myself, but you know what? I have a pool of investors. I have Mm -hmm. folks, I have buyers that are active in the market. And I say, hey, Deb, you know what? This home doesn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense for me right now, but if I can give you cash for the home, mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to do that. I'm going to close on it in seven to 14 business days. I'm going to give you 500 to $1,000 in earnest money. And I'm going to connect with some of my investment partners, some of my buyers, mm-hmm. and see if we can make something happen. So I'm in this case a wholesaler, and I'm taking your home and assigning my interest in your contract, in our okay. agreement, to a buyer mm-hmm. for what's called an assignment fee. And mm-hmm. I collect that at closing. Mm-hmm. The beautiful part about that is as a new wholesaler, as a newcomer to the real estate investing game, I've done a couple of things here. One, I've connected myself with you, the homeowner. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting experience speaking with homeowners. Right. I'm outside in the market 
connecting with buyers, connecting with hedge funds, connecting with real estate agents, connecting with brokers, saying, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? I have a contract on a house who wants to buy it, mm-hmm. and I'm making myself known in these circles, and I need to, of course, get a renovation quote from somebody just in case I mm-hmm. want to renovate the house to sell right. it myself, so I'm going to connect with a contractor. I'm going to connect mm-hmm. with a real estate agent who can help me sell your home after I renovate it. Mm-hmm. So it's a really good way to feel out the market, to do a couple of deals and not spend a lot of money doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and it's funny because it, it, I think a lot of us have the impression of, you know, this is this is a flip is, you know, what what you would be doing. And so we've watched those TV shows and we see that they're putting, you know, $200,000 of their own money in because, of course, that's part of the, the thing, you know, in, in the TV program. He's he's on the phone and he's telling him, well, I'll do 200000 in cash. And so, and so that just totally freaks us out. And then, of course, we think, oh, my gosh, we would have to do the work. And, you know, what you're saying is no, 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 no. <laughs> You know? Yeah, totally. Absolutely not. Right. You know, and, and, and I mean, there are people who can do that, you know, whether it's from the investment side and or the contractor side, you know, all those. But, but most people can't. I mean, you know, they just they just can't do that for whatever reason. So I love this concept of you're kind of the facilitator, the coordinator of it more than, you know, the, than anything else. That's 110% right. And that's the way you have to think about it. You don't have to be the guy or the gal that says, I'm writing the check for $200,000. Most of the time, those people on TV, Deb, they, like you said, they don't have the $200,000 sitting in a bank somewhere just ready to say, hey, I'm going to wire you two hundred grand." Like That doesn't work like that. They either have a lender, they have a hard money lender, or they have a bank, or they have some type of investor that says, hey, Abby, you know what? I'm going to back you. Here's some money. Let's go into business together. Of course, you have to structure that properly. But generally, the person on TV that makes that call to say, you know what? I'm going to give you $500,000 tomorrow isn't the person that says, isn't the person that actually has the money in the bank right. account. Mm-hmm. Also, in addition, they're they're not the people that are even doing the renovation on the house. I'm mm-hmm. five foot five and 120 pounds. Like I'm, I know what a sledgehammer looks like, but I'm not. I'm sure as heck no, not going to pick one. You're not wielding up. it. No, I, absolutely mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. No, it's probably taller and bigger than I am. Mm-hmm. So I have contractors. I have folks on my team that have a very specialized skill set to help me out. And mm-hmm. as a result of helping me out, getting jobs done, obviously they earn a living. Mm-hmm. So finding these people is really important. Now, does it take Commitment? Absolutely. Does it take work? Yes. Mm -hmm. Does it take a little bit of money to get started? I would say, yes, it does. You don't Mm -hmm. need hundreds of thousands of dollars. You probably need a few thousand bucks to Mm -hmm. get started. And that's really just your earnest money deposits. Right. And maybe drawing up the right contracts working Mm -hmm. with a real estate attorney. But Mm -hmm. outside of that, it is your sheer will to get started, to network, and to discover what real estate investing really means for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and obviously you have a passion for this. And, and and it sounds very interesting to me and still just completely boggles my mind. So do you have training courses? You know, how do you work with people like me who are going, ah, ah. You know, what, how do you help people? Great question. So I've created a lot of training videos 
Mm-hmm. by partnering with an organization out of Kansas City called Think Realty. I would encourage everybody check him out. It's thinkrealty.com. If mm-hmm. you want to check out how awesome I look on video, then that's definitely the place <laughs> to go. Uh, go to thinkrealty.com. I'm a coach for thinkrealty.com. But the beautiful part about that is I have the ability to affect and impact hundreds of of people every day on the website. Mm -hmm. I also have the daily radio show on the Wall Street Business Network called Think Realty Radio, so you can Mm -hmm. tune in every single day. Mm -hmm. And you can listen to my podcast personally, too, uh, just for the deals that I'm doing myself with my business partners, and I offer a lot of case studies and my mistakes and my successes, so you can look me up on iTunes for Real Estate Deal Talk. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty active on social, so if you have a question, if you just happen to have a quick question about like, hey, I'm looking at this deal, it doesn't matter where you are in the country, I'm looking at this and I don't really know, or, you know, this is what a contractor is saying, or what type of person do I need on my team, or, you know, I have a little bit of capital, how can I invest it or what's the market looking like, et cetera. I just, a couple days ago, I just interviewed the chief uh, economist at Fannie Mae. His name's Ooh. Doug Duncan. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about, hey, you know, where's the market right now? Where do we expect, a, when do we expect a little bit of a correction or when should we? What's happening in the real estate world? So all of these resources I'm making available Mm-hmm. To folks like you to say, you know what, engage with me because this is not just something that I want to do by myself and then retire. I want to really help folks get started and make money so that mm-hmm. your financial future looks brighter than it is today. Right. Well, now, if say somebody just says, you know, I don't want to I don't want to be that coordinator of everything, the facilitator, as we call them, can they just be an investor? They absolutely can. And there are a bunch of ways to do that. Like there's so many folks out there that would be raising capital for their deals, but they're not doing it correctly. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is me understanding more about who you are and your long term objectives before I can even say, hey, you know what? Here's an opportunity that make that may make sense for the both of us. Because okay. let's face it, I am a real estate nut. Like I'm running around all over the place finding awesome deals and saying, you know what, I'm going to put my own money to work. <laughs> if you're the type of person that says, you know what, I have 50, I have 25, I have $100,000, I have $15,000, depending on our conversations and depending generally on how much experience you have investing in real estate and your overall risk tolerance, Mm -hmm. I can give you a couple of suggestions to say, hey, you know what? You may want to consider doing this versus Mm -hmm. that versus this versus that. I am starting my own real estate fund in the next couple of weeks, so that Mm -hmm. could be very interesting. But I would say let's have a conversation. So definitely reach out to me at any time. I'm always around. Great. You know, and and it's one of those things that I think probably a lot of people, I mean, there's there's obviously interest in it and, and it's obviously successful for many people. You know, we hear commercials about it. We, you know, we talked about the TV shows, all those various things. But what exactly are advantages of investing in real estate? You know, because we do have so many ways that we can invest our money. And, you know, and then there are those people who just put it in their little shoebox and put it under their bed. But, you know, why should we think about investing in real estate? So I have a shoebox as well, admittedly. I have <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of money in it, probably have a couple hundred bucks. It's definitely under my bed and it's a really old shoebox. Mm-hmm. The problem with the shoebox model, Deb, is your money is being eroded by just inflation. Okay. Right. So 
every single day that your money stays in that shoebox, under your mattress, under your pillow, wherever, in your closet, it's losing money. It's worth less today than it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. The benefit that real estate gives you, that no other asset class gives you. You can't get this in stocks. You can't get this in bonds. You can't get this in ETFs. You can't get this in mutual funds. You can't get this anywhere else in the world. It gives you five things. It gives you income. Mm -hmm. It gives you depreciation. Okay, so you can actually write off depreciation on your taxes from from owning uh, single family rentals. Mm -hmm. You get equity. You get appreciation and you get leverage. These are the five key things that every real estate investment, if you do it right, can offer you. Mm-hmm. And it boggles my mind how many folks will say, well, you know, I don't really quite understand that, but I'm willing to invest in a stock tip that my buddy Brian said that I right. should last Friday mm-hmm. when working out at the gym. Or I'm going to buy bitcoins. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Don't even get me started. I mean, I, I think I think the technology behind that makes sense. But I think w- when I think about Bitcoin now, I think about tulips. Do you remember what I'm do you know what I'm talking about? The tulip no. craze back in I think it was Holland or Poland. This was back in like the like the. I don't know, a couple hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was such, tulips became such a crazy commodity that they were just so overpriced and people were buying them left and right mm-hmm. because they were just going mad over that. This was, um, this was a tulip fever. I'm I'm trying to find it on Google right now. I just don't want to give you um g- give you the wrong uh-huh. information about it. But everybody went crazy, and it was mm-hmm. there's so much hysteria around tulip bulbs that they were priced to a couple hundred dollars. And this was back in the day. Holy if you smoly. if you normalize if you if you kind of bring the present value of that capital of that money today, a couple hundred bucks is mm-hmm. probably a few thousand dollars, right. if not more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel that's the same thing that's happening with Bitcoin right now. You know, right. folks don't really understand it. They're saying, well, it's it's kind of this or kind of that, but there seems to be something behind it. So mm-hmm. let's go ahead and invest in it. My only challenge with Bitcoin is intrinsically it doesn't have any value. And I don't understand it. It's it's pretend money. Play right. money. I mean, you know, it's monopoly money. You might as well go to Vegas. Mm-hmm. You probably have better chances in Vegas, right. quite frankly. Right. But for me, I like something that I can touch and feel. I like mm-hmm. something that I can run numbers on that mm-hmm. secures my interest in an investment. Right. That can give me income. An income can come in two forms. I can buy a property, I can renovate it, and I can flip it, just mm-hmm. like you do on the TV shows. Or mm-hmm. I can buy it. A less sexy version of this would be buying it, renovating it a little bit, and then renting it for the long mm-hmm. term, putting it on a 15-year mortgage right. and saying, you know what, I'm going to find a qualified tenant and earn and get passive income, earn income from that property month after month. Mm-hmm. I can depreciate the property. So for every year, the property <laughs> remains on this ground. The IRS gives you an amount that you can depreciate the property and you can write mm-hmm. that off on your taxes. It's a phantom, it's a phantom number, but mm-hmm. 
affected on your taxes, it can do some serious good on your balance sheet. You can right. save so much money. Mm-hmm. Equity. You have equity in your home, but if you buy correctly and you're, if you're buying at a discount, especially for property that needs major renovation, mm-hmm. you're immediately building equity into your property. This is why all real estate investors, doesn't matter who you are, you can be the Robert Kiyosaki, you can be the Donald Trump, you can be you know, a little old me and you, right? Mm-hmm. You make your money when you buy real estate all the time. And that's where you make your money. You're making your money when you buy, because if you buy at a discount, you're always going to be safe. And that's the problem that I feel a lot of folks have, Deb. It's, hey, you know what? I don't know if I'm buying this right, but if I do buy it, how do I know I'm safe? Right. The key to that is buying at 30 to 35% below market value. Hmm. If the market's at $100,000 and you can buy a property at sixty-five dollars to $70,000, mm-hmm. does it matter to you if the market's going to go down by 5 or 10%? No, absolutely not because right, you can still, still sell it. Because it still hasn't property. dropped far enough. Mm-hmm. 110%. Mm-hmm. So then you have the market appreciation. So right now, as you know, in Mableton and Atlanta and Alpharetta and Douglasville, Noonan and Macon, the market's doing pretty well for the majority mm-hmm. of folks running across the country. They're listening in. They're saying, hey, I wonder what's going on in my local market. Chances are the property market is doing really well. So mm-hmm. you're gaining that appreciation as, the, as that market increases. In Atlanta, I've seen property appreciate 10 to 12% over the last year or two or three, if not Mm -hmm. more. But you can also force the appreciation by adding a renovation component. If you renovate the property, all of a sudden your property is going to be worth more anyway. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, too, you can leverage that property. You can go to the bank and say, for $10,000, I'm going to buy a $90,000 house. You know mm-hmm. what happens in the stock market for $10,000? You can buy $10,000 worth of stock. Right. You can't do that. You can't leverage as much as you want to in the stock market unless you get really good mm-hmm. at playing the option game. You know what mm-hmm. I you know what I always say to people? I say if I don't understand it, I'm not going to do it. Right. You know, and that is the, the key thing. I mean, you absolutely have to do your homework. If you buy property in a very depressed area, it's not going to appreciate or you're not going to be able to sell it or uh, rent it, you know, all these various things. So, you know, that, that's part of it. And But it, it, it's interesting, too, when you start really studying what's going on in an area. You know, I'm in Cobb County which is the new home of the Atlanta Braves. That's right. And that almost immediately made property values appreciate because it meant that the county was investing in the infrastructure. Um, you know, we were having new businesses coming here, all of those various things. You know, now the big thing that most people here in Atlanta are holding their breath over is that tiny little company called Amazon. Yeah. You know, yes. I, I, I heard that we are on the short list. Oh, We're on the top 20. Nine, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, us and 19 others. Um, <laughs> and, you know, that would because that would bring so many thousands of people to the area, you know, all these various things. If that happens. That's going to be good for real estate. Um, and clearly, wherever they decide to put it, I mean, the, the real estate will, will go up there. So, you know, some of it is a little bit of guesswork, but it's not really guessing if you've done your homework. I think what you're saying is absolutely true. And it's it's a fundamental key to everything. Mm-hmm. Homework. If you don't do your homework, you're going to lose, right? Like, right. 
during during the Thanksgiving holiday, what's the what's the one holiday after Thanksgiving where you can go and shop and you have a complete understanding of all the prices out there? It's called Black Friday, right? right. Mm-hmm. What happens on Black Friday? I'm running through uh, BestBuy.com. I'm looking at everywhere that I can find a deal and mm-hmm. analyzing it six ways from Sunday. I'm comparing it to Amazon. I'm comparing it to Best Buy. I'm comparing it to Barnes & Noble, mm-hmm. wherever. And I know so much about my favorite pair of socks and favorite pair of shoes and the suit that I'm going to buy and the laptop that I see on sale that I can tell you, hey, you know what? I can find this best price here. Why mm-hmm. don't people do that? when they're buying a stock or when they're buying real estate. Mm -hmm. There's not enough homework. And like you said, Mm -hmm. the Braves Stadium had such an impact that folks that owned property immediately around where they were building. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you already know what happened to their valuation. Mm -hmm. It went through the roof. The Mm -hmm. same thing with the Beltline. The Beltline in Atlanta Mm -hmm. connects all of the communities of Atlanta connects the old fourth ward to Inman park to grand park to Kirkwood to everywhere. I mean, it's an mm-hmm. awesome, awesome, awesome thing. Uh, I haven't seen anything like it around the country. Mm-hmm. And I think quite frankly, it's amazing, mm-hmm. but the Beltline has still yet to be built in certain places. Mm-hmm. And even if you follow the imaginary path where the Beltline is going to be, mm-hmm. those folks those home sellers are already saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to ask an extra $40,000 for my property because I know right. it's going to be worth more someday. Come mm-hmm. on now. Mm-hmm. But if you don't do the research and if you aren't in the know, you will be taken advantage of. And I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest challenge that a lot of real estate, a new real estate investors have mm-hmm. that we have to get over. And mm-hmm. ultimately, this boils down to a couple things. One, you need to know who your team members are, you need Mm -hmm. to have the right attitude, and you need to have an entrepreneurial sense about you as well. Because you know what? Chances are you're going to be knocked around a couple times. You might be rocked on your first deal or two, but that's Mm -hmm. okay. I'm saying that it's okay to make Mm -hmm. mistakes. Right. You learn from those mistakes. Absolutely. And if we're not able to rise to that challenge and say, hey, you know what? I've, I've gotten kicked by the horse. You know, like I didn't fall off the horse, but the horse trampled on me and it wasn't a horse. Quite frankly, it was a bull. Like, Uh And it stomped on you a couple times. (laughs) Absolutely. I had to go to Grady and get patched up. But you know what? I'm all right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, if we can have that sense of ourselves and we can have the attitude of, hey, you know what? Crap is going to happen. Things Mm -hmm. will go sideways. The city will take longer in issuing permits. My investor will yell at me. I'll yell at him or her. My contractor might say, hey, you know what? We have a terrible situation with the water leak in the basement. Mm -hmm. All of these things could happen. But if we keep our cool and if we know that it's part of the game and it's part of the process of getting better so we can have a wealthier financial future, then I think we're winning. Mm -hmm. So where do you find your deals? You know, because it to me, that would be the most overwhelming thing is where in the heck do you even start? Relationships. It okay. is it is the biggest piece and it's the biggest key that unlocks the biggest door to everything. Mm-hmm. And that comes from making cold calls. It comes from, I said it, cold calls. It comes from putting yourself out there, being vulnerable and mm-hmm. saying, you know what? 
I don't know what market is going to be hot in the next couple of months or in the mm-hmm. next year. But let's start a conversation. Let me take you out to coffee and let's talk about it because ultimately for me, my objective, my investment personality is buying and holding single family rentals or my investment personality, the type of deals that I like to do mm-hmm. are multifamily deals. So I need to connect with brokers or I need to connect with real estate agents. A lot of folks will say, hey, you know what? I'm going to give up. Yeah, I'm going to go to Craigslist and I'm going mm-hmm. to do a search for real estate investment property. And right. after looking at three listings, I'm going to go out for a latte and mm-hmm. say, oh, I've done it today. Mm-hmm. That doesn't cut it in this world. No. I make so many phone calls every single day and I'm still working. I'm still building relationships. I'm still being of service and of value to others. I'm being vulnerable speaking with you and saying, hey, this is where I'm succeeding. This is where I'm failing. This is what I think is working and not. And the more that we do this, ultimately, now you're going to look me up on Google. And now mm-hmm. you're going to find out everything that I do. And now you're going to say, hey, you know what? He definitely has a face for podcasting and radio, but he kind <laughs> of also knows what he's talking about. So mm-hmm. I want to build a relationship with Abby. I want to build a relationship with Deb because she's putting out incredible information and she might have somebody I can connect with. Very similarly, The more that we do that every single day, we'll find the wholesaler Mm -hmm. that has the deal. We'll find the broker, the agent, the builder, the contractor, the homeowner, the home seller, the influencer in the community that can point you to the right person that will give you the right deal that will change your financial life. And the only way we do that is getting up in the morning, looking at ourselves right in the mirror and saying, you know what? It doesn't matter what I have going on today. I could have two kids. I could have a full-time job. I can have a part-time job. I can have a spouse. I can be single. I can be just out of college. I can be a teenager. It doesn't matter what my circumstances are. If Mm -hmm. I believe in myself, I'm going to make the call. I'm going to go on the appointment. I'm going to network. I'm going to be vulnerable so that I can take a chance, not on anybody else, but I can take a chance on me. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you you said several times one of the important things is really to have that good team of people, you know, and, and that's a real estate attorney. That's, you know, your tax person had better darn well know what's going on, um, especially because this is it's going to be fairly complicated, especially if you start having multiple properties. Um, and folks, the contractor is not your buddy down the street. It's, you know, it's somebody who's licensed, who knows, you know, what permits have to be pulled, all of those various things, because, you know, that would be disastrous if something happened and, and you know, you didn't have the right thing. Um, it, it, does this take special insurance? That was just kind of something that, that I thought of all of a sudden. You need a license. So you if you're a contractor, you better have the right license. You better right. have the right type of liability insurance. Mm-hmm. And in any case, I mean, let's face it, even if you own a rental property, if you're the owner of that rental property, you're putting a licensed contractor in there. Mm-hmm. You have insurance for the property. You have business insurance. And you know what that does? It allows you to go to sleep at night knowing, you know right. what? I have covered my basis. Mm-hmm. And I'm good. If anything were to happen, if something were to happen to my tenant, I can handle it. If something, mm-hmm. if my tenant does something to my property, I can handle it. If my mm-hmm. contractor all of a sudden says, hey, you know what? I'm going to leave the job or something happens to my contractor, I can handle it. Right. It gives yeah. you peace of mind. And and it is about probably having more than one of those. I mean, you know, because 
something could happen to them. You know, so you might have several contractors that you've got on call, um, you know, or, or that, that are part of your team because they all do different things. I mean, you know, let's be honest about that. And, and so, you know, it's, but again, it's, it's about building that right team, making sure that they know what they're doing. Um, you know, and, and, and yeah, you know, I, I go back to the TV show, you know, the, and especially, you know, the, the, the fixer flip or whatever it's called. Um, you know, it, you know that they have pulled the right permits. They have done all of those. They just don't talk about that on the show because that's not fun and that's not sexy. But they've got all of their bases covered. You know, they know what they're doing. They're working with licensed contractors, you know, all of those various things. And, and you know, and, and folks, that's just part of that process. You know, don't it, it is, you know, this just, you know, one of many steps that you have to take during this. Totally agreed. What they don't show you on TV is the deals that they have analyzed before showing you three deals that they're going right. to pick from. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and I feel like that warps reality a little bit. And then that's very dangerous for the new real estate investor coming in to say, hey, you know what? I only need to look at three properties because that's how they did it on TV. That's mm-hmm. absolutely not right. There's a very specific formula that I used that one of my mentors used to find the right property. And it's a it's it's the following rule. It says it's a hundred, ten, three, one. Okay, I'll repeat that one more time. It's the 100 to 10 to 3 to 1 rule. Okay. What this rule states is that you have to look at 100 houses mm-hmm. to find 10 houses worth putting offers on to then have three offers accepted and then to buy one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so look at 100 houses, put offers on 10 of them, have three of those 10 offers accepted, and then buy one of those three properties. This so that's a lot of work. I mean, you just freaked some people out. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I would much rather freak a lot of people out now and say, you know, you have to know your market. You have to right. get to know the people in your market. Mm-hmm. You have to understand that six ways from Sunday, sideways, whatever. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you will not win the game. Otherwise, you're going to be no better than me going to my going to going to the gym. Going to my trainer, who's trying to add 10 pounds of muscle to my frame right now, by the way, and saying, mm-hmm. hey, you know what, trainer, what stock would you recommend that I buy right now? Why don't you give me three? In fact, you know what? Why don't you ask four monkeys to throw darts at a board? Right. And then we'll, we'll buy those. We'll buy those. But mm-hmm. then you tell me which of the monkeys did the best job. And then you, out of that, then you tell me. I mean, you have to do your homework. If you're not going mm-hmm. to be on the conference calls, if you're not looking at the 8K financial reports of every stock, if you're not looking at the management team, the future prospects, the PE ratios, and you're not digging in 110%, you have no business buying an individual stock. It makes more sense than to buy a mutual fund or some type of index fund or ETF. Mm-hmm. Very similarly in the real estate world, if you're not analyzing the neighborhood, if you're not looking at 100 properties, you're not giving yourself the best shot to win because you probably won't know what's really going on in the market anyway. Right. You know, and I was thinking about this as in when you're buying your own home. Um, you know, when we moved here to Atlanta, it ended up, it was one of those things that ended up being a much quicker process than we had planned on. And so it was kind of panic mode. I mean, we literally had two weeks to, to do this. And, um, you know, and, and, but we worked with a great realtor who immediately, you know, we told her, here's the area we want to look at. Here's some of the, the features, yada, yada, yada. And so she sent us probably at least 
a hundred properties uh, to review, and this was via email because we were in Denver, you know, and, and she was here in Atlanta. Would we have gone to a hundred here? Probably not. You know, so you start that weeding out process. You know, so we got it down to, oh, I don't know, maybe 10, 20, and then flew out here and and started going. Now, some of those, we literally drove up, and, and every time we've bought houses, we have done this. We have driven up looked sometimes we didn't even make it past the neighborhood it was like uh uh-uh, uh no not don't want to be here sometimes we drove up and looked at the house and thought no this is going to you know you could see that it was not going to work for whatever reason you know and and then you're right you narrow it down and we had narrowed ours down to 3 and we literally had at that point 24 hours that we had to to turn this purchase around is that a good thing? No. We lucked out in getting a house that we really like. But, you know, it, it was one of those things where, you know, you kept narrowing it down and narrowing it down and then finally pulling that trigger. But the the problem is, I mean, you could drive yourself crazy with too much data. You know, at some point you do have to make the decision. And that's the flip side of the coin, right? I like the 110-31 rule. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to me. I think that's a good number to look at, especially if you're new. Look, go just, you know, walk around your neighborhood, start driving around and look Mm -hmm. at 100 properties. But if you skew that rule and say, hey, I'm going to look at 1,000 properties and not buy one of them, then you're probably entering paralysis of analysis, right? Right, right. That's exactly what's happening. You're not going to remember any of them. I mean, that, that ends up being the biggest problem. It's like, now, which one had what? (laughs) <laughs> right. It's it's the way that I feel every time I go to like Lennox Mall, right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, th- I, this is an awesome coat. I love this coat. I like these shoes, I like these socks, I like this blazer, mm-hmm. I like these pants. Oh, what was that first one? Right. Yeah, and, and it's and which store was it in? Right. <laughs> and I it's it's such I mean, it's a blur. And so that's mm-hmm. what that's the other part of this piece is you don't want to be that person that never pulls the trigger. If you're committed to it, and I understand like you there there could be a market downturn which generally is a pretty good time to buy just right. you know just as a little quick little tip mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if the market starts decreasing you probably should be buying but mm-hmm. i get it right there's a little bit of that oh my gosh i don't know what's going to happen but i would do this if i have 10 or 12 properties that i found that make sense from a deal standpoint go to a local meetup or like i said get in touch with me i'm happy to help you kind of finish mm-hmm. the analysis or go to lo- go to a local meetup, find somebody that jives with your personality and ask them or just go to the meetup and say, hey, I'm Abby. I'm new. I have these properties. What do y'all think? And they will absolutely give you feedback. And more often than not, they'll probably say, hey, you know what? You probably, instead of the 12, you probably have two or three there that are actually really good. And the other mm-hmm. piece of this is I love what you said about actually seeing the property, right? Would you ever buy a car in like Arizona, have it shipped to Atlanta without ever seeing the car? No. Oh, and those commercials drive me nuts when they say they do that. I'm like, no, uh uh-uh. Right. (laughs) No. (laughs) Sorry, right? Like you want to see how the car feels. You want Mm -hmm. to drive it. You want to check it out for safety. You want to understand like, hey, what inspections have been done? What's wrong with the Mm -hmm. car? What's not? And it boggles my mind how many folks will still buy real estate without seeing the property in person. Mm-hmm. I, I, you should see me right now. If we're doing video, I'm legitimately pulling my hair out saying right. that. it, it mm-hmm. happens all the time. And then mm-hmm. you wonder why am I not successful in real estate? It's because you never saw the freaking property people. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what's going on. Yeah. You know, and, 
now, if you're working with a good team and, you know, all these various things and you're very experienced and, and somebody has seen it, you know, that's that's a little bit different. But, yeah, I mean, you it's not sight unseen. And, and you know, you can't rely on the pictures. You know, I always love the, the you know, the, the pictures that people post. It's like, really, that's that house? How'd they take that picture? Um, right. You know, so and, totally and all agree. these. Yeah, right. You know, and. and and, you know, and then, of course, you can use social media. I mean, you know, that's that's just another way to, to reach out to folks and say, hey, you know, we're looking at this area. You know, one of the things I was was thinking about is, you know, when you're talking about meetups and all those various things, do you ever attend like city council meetings and, you know, county commissioners, things like that to see? Because they're going to be talking about developments, you know, both business and, and uh, residential that might be happening in the communities. Is that a great resource to or do you just, you know, kind of follow follow through the, the news on things like that? Like, you know, we were talking like the Amazon deal. Yeah. I First of all, I think if Amazon comes to Atlanta, it's going to totally give Atlanta a run up in the market. Like right. Atlanta is already hot. We're probably mm-hmm. going to get hotter. It, it would bring thousands of new six figure jobs tens of thousands of new support jobs to the city. But I think what you're saying is is a really good question. It's a combination of national news and mm-hmm. also local news. And real estate for me is such a personal uh, local uh, game. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like you can even find, you have the city of Atlanta, but then you also have Kirkwood. Mm-hmm. And then within Kirkwood, you have different streets and even on those streets, if you go down a couple houses, there could be a different dynamic than going north. Right. And that's how hyper local we have to get. I would mm-hmm. join, like, I would join the homeowners association. I would attend some of those meetings. I would attend the city meetings. I would even attend PTA meetings. Right. I I don't have any kids, but mm-hmm. I was on the PTA of a local school here just to learn a little bit more about what was going on in the neighborhood. Right. And I contributed. It was a fun time for me. And that's what it really is about first. It's about contribution, value, and serving others. But as a result Mm -hmm. of that, you'll just kind of find out what's going on. And if you want the inside knowledge on things, then that's what you got to do. You have to put in the work. Mm -hmm. And just another kind of tidbit on inside information. It's illegal to trade on inside information on the stock market from somebody, say, working at a publicly traded company. If you're right. working at a publicly traded company, Deb, and you gave me information about the company that I acted mm-hmm. on and I made money from it, you and I are in a lot of trouble. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like if I worked for Apple and said, hey, we're coming out with something new. You <laughs> want to invest. <laughs> right. That is a big no-no, right? You, you, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll probably both get jail time. Right. In the real estate world, there's no such thing right? when you're so, buying property. Yeah. A, a county commissioner could say, hey, you know, we're thinking about doing this over here. Or, you know, or a business person saying, hey, we're going to expand or, or whatever. Brave Stadium. That's exactly mm-hmm. what happened. You cannot right. tell me that the business owners and the homeowners and the developers and the builders and the contractors didn't have an inside track on right. what was going on, when it was going to happen, the demolition, the new builds all around the surrounding areas, everybody mm-hmm. had a part. Everybody was was successful building up that area because they paid attention. And going back to that one word we talked about earlier, building relationships. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, one of the things that strikes me is, as we're talking about all of this is – you know, you're talking about bettering the communities, you know, and and I love that because there are bad real estate investors. 
you know, and and who really are just out to to make a buck. I mean, and, and you know, I'll, I'll get my little toy out again. You know, we it, it, that's why we do this. You know, we're we're not doing this just for fun. It is because we want to make money. These are investments, but you're doing it in a good way. Um, it's funny. I had a, a a commercial real estate investor on as a guest on my program one time, and somebody, one of my Facebook friends started taking pot shots, you know, oh, he's just, you know, scamming the community. And and I said, okay, first of all, I'm not going to talk to somebody who's like that, you know, and, and, you know, and, and so that's what I love about what you're doing and what you're talking about is it's in ways that are going to benefit, you know, you're improving the property, which then improves the property values for those around. I mean, all these various things. And and so I love this concept of, you know, you become part of, you know, being a member of the PTA, I think that's so cool. You know, and 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 that's what is so good about this is it's it's such a positive uh impact that you're having. Absolutely. And I think it, it for me, it's 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 the community, it's the kids, it's the people that live in the community. And for me as well, Deb, I mean, I I love serving the investing investment community as well. Mm -hmm. And I have such an issue with those folks that will charge that 50, 60, $70,000. Like I get it. Mm -hmm. If you're the type of person that needs to spend the money, that much money just to prove to yourself that this is something that you should do, then you're probably somebody that should spend the 50 grand. But for me, I, I mean, I don't have such programs. At mm-hmm. all. I never will. I'm not the kind of person that will do that. If you have a business and you need turnaround or if you need operational support or you're saying, hey, I need some help on a couple of these deals, then yeah, I have no problem helping you out. I have a little bit of a consulting background there. But generally speaking, I'm not the type of person that's going to say, hey, follow me on a fur bus tour and I'm going to charge it. That's not my kind of world. I I have so much free information out there in, I guess, the worldwide webs, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you call it, the interwebs, uh-huh. that after you assimilate all of that and absorb all of that, you're probably going to be 99% there. Then it's mm-hmm. just that 1% action that you need to take advantage of all the stuff that you're learning from me for free. And then after mm-hmm. all of it, I do have a little Ferrari fund that anybody can donate to. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm putting it out there. Just putting it out just there. Just putting it out know? there. Just a little bit. You know, every Help dollar Abby goes get a Ferrari. Way. I love it. That's, that's kind of, you know. <laughs> Right. Abby needs to get a Ferrari.com. Go there. Now, I, I don't even know. I haven't. I wish. <laughs> yeah, I wish. me too. <laughs> and, you know, and, and it's funny. We've been laughing about the snow here in Atlanta. Not good for Ferraris. <laughs> totally not good for Ferraris. Not good for just drivers in general. I'm walking oh, to Midtown. I know. I yeah. know. But but yeah yeah it's it, the cold has been once and of course you know you went to University of Michigan so um and and you know being from Colorado we laugh at at this it's just I find it absolutely hilarious you know I told my husband the other day I said aren't you going to wear a coat and he went Ugh. I'm like okay I know <laughs> right I know. but I'll say I've become a softy you know I've lived in Atlanta oh, yeah, like ten and a half years thinner. totally I was I was in love with the city I I, mm-hmm. I remember I was driving down eighty five no, I'm sorry seventy five South coming into Atlanta for the first time saw the skyline hung a left on Fourteenth Street and I loved it I'm like oh my gosh it's December and it's fifty degrees I know let's do this yep yep yeah. You know, and as my husband puts it, you know, we have a, a, you know, a house he put a 90 day October. 
Um, you know, and, and you gotta love that because that is, is what is so cool because, you know, it's, it's fun, but it's also, you know, let, let's, let's, let's all segue back into this. It is a great place to live. So that's why it is good for investment, you know, all of those various things. Um, because it, it's a growing area, you know, and, and that is part of doing your due diligence. I mean, you know, if you're looking at, uh, an area that, is not doing well from an economic standpoint, you know, all these various things. Sure, you might be able to get property that's less expensive, but you're going to get less out of it. Um, you know, okay, if you haven't figured out, sci-fi is one of my, and then HGTV. I mean, yeah. you know, I love HGTV. <laughs> and so I love Fixer Upper, you know, and, and I'm thinking, ooh, I really want to go buy a house in Waco because it's like, you know, one one less digit in the cost from what it would be over here in Atlanta. And, you know, but it's it, th- that's something that people need to keep in mind, too. Um, you know, we've talked about the, the you know, the, the fixer flop shows or whatever they are. I mean, they're talking California prices. And so that I think so, is sometimes what freaks people out is they're thinking, oh, my gosh, you just bought a house for five hundred thousand dollars. For most people, that's not what we're talking about, um, you know, and, and so that that is part of doing that whole due diligence. You know, what is going on in your areas that, that makes sense. And maybe it makes sense to, to you know, to branch out and, and be somewhere else, a suburb, you know, some other area that's close by. Totally agreed. I mean, when you're looking at these TV shows, they like the larger numbers because mm-hmm. it's more drama. It's like, oh, my right. gosh, we bought it for five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars and we're mm-hmm. selling it for 18 million. Like, yeah, great. You know, is uh, that realistic? Absolutely not. Yeah. Like I bought a property for like twenty two thousand bucks. Like that's mm-hmm. fine. Anybody right. can do that. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and 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 it is about being realistic, which is is fun because, you know, would we like to be able to flip a property and make millions of dollars? Sure. But it, that's not realistic, folks. You know, and and so it's it, it is about starting slow. I mean, you mentioned the fact that maybe it's just going to take, you know, a couple thousand dollars to really get started in this. If you've done your due diligence, you know, all those various things. And, you know, so it's it's you're, you're definitely enticing me more with this. This is, is seeming more and yes, more interesting. I've accomplished so, my goal. Yay! <laughs> um, so, you know, we've we've only got about five minutes left. So what's the biggest lesson that you have learned through real estate investing? I would say be humble. That's okay. and always be a student of life. If there's one thing that I know, it's that I don't know everything. Uh, I, I talk to so many folks every single day. I still have mentors. I will always have mentors. I'm mm-hmm. always growing. I'm always expanding. But the biggest thing for me is to stay humble, be of service to others, and understand that this is a team sport, that I did this a little bit by myself, but also mm-hmm. with a lot of help from other people. And we have to acknowledge that. It's never about me, 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 me. And nor should Mm -hmm. it be ever about you, 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 who's listening. It's Mm -hmm. always about being of service to others. The more that you can help somebody else, rest assured, you'll also be taken care of. Right. You know, and, and that is, you know, you we've said it several times, it's about building those networks, building those teams. And if you're treating people well, then that comes back to you. You know, if it and and that will help build those connections, build the you know, you burn somebody once or twice and man, that word gets around there really fast, um, you know, and, and so then you don't have a team. You know, say you you short pay a contractor. Well, you know what? They all talk to each other, um, you know, and and all these various things. So it is about 
being that positive influence. Um, you know, and, and it's that way with any business that you're doing. You know, folks, if you're not out there helping other people, then, you know, y- you might get this. But you really – that's three times in one that's show. That's three I'm not times. Sure I've ever gotten my play with my toy that much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, but it, it is – you know, and it's funny because at the very start of the program, you talked about, you know, the, the types of success people could have. And, and of course, there is financial success. And, and we don't have any time at all to talk about, you know, the, the personal growth. So that just means we have to have you on again. Let's do it. Because there is that personal success. Um, you know, what makes you – when you go to bed at night or wake up in the morning think – this is good. This is great. Um, you know, and and is it always going to happen? No. You know, we all have our good and our bad days, but it is all about how you're living your life. And if you're, you know, investing and in helping other people, you know, maybe maybe your goal really is that you're prop, you know, you're going to develop properties to make families have homes that they're just going to love, you know, and and thrive in. I mean, hello, that's a pretty good goal to have hugely awesome goal to have. And this work that I do, the work that you do is still, I mean, it's still a small part of who you are. The personal Mm -hmm. growth is so much bigger. Spending time with family, traveling, being with the person that you love, and even being by yourself sometimes and just meditating, being in the moment, staying in the moment. That's incredible. And Mm -hmm. that allows us to do what we do on the financial side, on the work side, just that much better. It's like what my dad says, money goes where the energy flows. Mm-hmm. And right. you just got to pay attention to that and you mm-hmm. know where you're headed and you can be cool about it and you can be of service to others. Nothing but good things will happen to you. Right. You know, and, and it is about setting things up so that, you know, hopefully financially you are okay to be able to do these other things. It's funny. I just saw a tweet from a former guest um, who she posted, I only work 20 hours a week and I'm not going to apologize for it. And I thought, you know what? She's right. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, whatever level that puts her at, she is fine with that. Um, now, for some people, I mean, they want to work 80 hours a week. That's that's their goal. But uh, but I love that. I'm like, I, I work 20 hours a week and I'm not going to apologize for it. That's so awesome. I'm so down <laughs> with that. That that sounds fantastic. Actually, what, what one, of, one of my goals for this year is to work less. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, work less, enjoy more. Absolutely. I'm say play, enjoy more. We're human so beings, cool. Deb. We're not I human know. doings. We're human beings. I love it. I love it. Well, Avi, we only have about 30 seconds left. So tell folks how they find you and connect with you online. All right. So here are the deets for getting in touch with me. I'm on Instagram like all the time. And that's mm-hmm. at Abhi Golhar, A-B-H-I-G-O-L-H-A-R. If you want to check mm-hmm. me out, go to realestatedealtalk.com. If you want to listen to the radio show, go to thinkrealtyradio.com. And mm-hmm. those are that's pretty much the best way to get in touch with me. Uh, if you want to Google me too, you can do that. There's I have so many resources out there. I think at some point in time, I'm going to have to corral it all into one place. But right now, those are the three places. Instagram, realestatedealtalk.com, and thinkrealtyradio.com. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. And I can't wait until we talk in person and talk again on the radio. Um, And we will make that happen. So until then, I am Deb Creer. I've been having a fabulous time talking with Abby Golhar. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.